Howdy there, folks. You're listening to another exciting episode of You're Not My Father. Coming to you not so live from our studios here in Anchorage, Alaska. Get ready. I'm a podcast superstar. Welcome back. This is another episode of You're Not My Father. This is episode four. I'm sorry. It's episode five. <laughs> we're doing so good. Uh, we're keeping track of all this stuff, uh, albeit uh, the math is a little slow. Um, but welcome back. We really appreciate you coming back to the show and listening to us. Um, although a lot of it's been just me for right now, uh, the kids have had a really busy schedule. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today is how busy those schedules can be. One of the things that uh, <laughs> I've noticed being a single person or a single person or a married person without kids is how busy parents were with their kids, always driving them to soccer practice and you know all these different events and, and things. I have become that person. Um, I never really kind of thought that I would be like, yeah, I'm going to have my son do this and have my daughter do this and have all this other stuff happening. Um, it just wasn't, I didn't really see that in the cards for me um, as the, uh, the broken crystal ball that <laughs> I have that I got from Goodwill way back in 1992. Um, there's no warranty on it, so can't return it. But um, anyway, I never saw that in that crystal ball. It just never materialized for me, but um, it definitely has uh, happened. You know, the whole f- having kids and, um, doing more extracurricular activities. So (laughs) there's multiple things that have happened since school has started. And, and, uh, anyway, we'll just bring up speed right now. So Sophia is in multiple things now. Um, she is obviously still doing Taekwondo, which she is now a second degree black belt in, which is pretty awesome. So I'm super excited for her. Um, yeah, I didn't, I don't know if I ever really kind of thought that she would get this far and certainly not this quickly, but she did. She's also taking saxophone lessons at school. So in, in band class, they're, they're doing saxophone. And, um, I was, I tried to talk her into getting a trumpet because I'm used to a trumpet and, um, woodwinds or, or wind instruments, you know, with a reed, um, are a bit difficult. And I stand by that decision that they are quite a bit more difficult. The trumpet is is certainly infinitely easier to play in so many different ways. But um, I went and got her a saxophone. Instead of doing a rental, I actually bought one. Um, you know, we're kind of, I'd say I'm pretty musical, but the, the family is becoming more musical. So why not have a saxophone laying around? And, and it was a used one, so it wasn't that expensive, but it was still kind of expensive. But um <laughs> Uh, I was taking the day off. I went to a local place. Um, I picked it up. They set me up with everything I needed except for the actual mouthpiece. So that was supposed to come with it. So I had to go back and get it. And so I did a couple YouTube things trying to figure out, you know, how to do whatever you want to call it with the saxophone. You kind of have to prep it to play it. Um, whereas this, uh, a trumpet, for example, you put your mouthpiece, um, in your trumpet, you know, take it all out of the case, put it together, you know, kind of warm up. Maybe you, uh, might need to lube up your valves a little bit with some, uh, valve oil outside of that. You're ready to play uh, saxophone. No, 
<laughs> you are not just going to pick it up and start playing it. Uh, so with the reed, you have to get it wet. So either you're dipping it in water or you're sucking on it for a period of time. And then you're putting it into the ligature on that mouthpiece. And that takes a little bit of time to do and get set up correctly. So a little bit of challenge there. And so I was <laughs> just like, okay, I'm going to try this. And um, nothing was happening. So what do I do? The best thing, first thing. I jumped to YouTube. I'm like, okay, there's got to be like a thousand one videos of like beginner's guide to saxophone. How you do this and stuff like that. Wasn't disappointed. Totally found what I was looking for. And um, <laughs> whatever the book that comes with the instruction manuals, just it's no, uh, they're just poorly written. Um, no wonder, you know, you need an instructor. <laughs> To, to help you out with it. The, the books are horrible, but the videos are different, you know, cause you're actually talking and listening and, you know, they're not necessarily trying to put something in words, you know, they're showing you something, um, that, you know, a book is going to have difficulty showing you everything. Uh, a video is much more involved than that. That's like being right there. Um, so one of the interesting parts about it is that you, you put pressure uh, on the mouthpiece on your lip. And then you have to kind of get it in the right position to, to make it to buzz. So with a trumpet, you know, you kind of have that embrosure. I think that's what it's called, um, with your lips and your mouth and you're making this, this vibrating noise. It almost sounds like kind of like a fart. And so you're like, <laughs> and you're, and that's how you do it. Well, with the saxophone, you know, it's, you still have the embrosure, but you're, you're having to, kind of blow, but your the mouthpiece kind of sits on your lip and you're almost kind of biting it. it. It's, it's, it was definitely weird, but, um, it was kind of cool. Um, so Sophia's been learning that, um, in the beginning we kind of did some, some videos and kind of talked, you know, kind of bounced ideas back and forth because obviously I don't know anything about saxophone. She didn't. So we were kind of bouncing ideas off each other. Unfortunately, she went to school. And so for the past several band lessons, I guess, you know, other people in the class haven't gotten, you know, the whole saxophone bit. And so the beginning aspect of getting your read right. So they haven't quite made it, haven't quite taken off yet. And so Sophia made the decision that she wasn't going to learn because then it would make the class even more boring than what it is now because she's already learned that and she has to wait. So a bit of a challenge in that learning aspect of it. Um, not a big fan of that, but we'll see. Maybe she'll want to pick it up and kind of full steam ahead with it. So there's that. Um, what else is she doing? She wanted to sign up for choir, which they can't do because it's over at 445 every Thursday. And the way all these things and activities go on, it's like, when do you have time to work? <laughs> you know, do you you know, you have to drop your kids off after work starts and you have to pick them up before work gets out. And it's just like, you know, you have to have a super flexible job or you don't work or, you know, I, I really don't see how that works unless you have money and, you know, you can afford to, you know, have all these after school aftercare activities, which we pay quite a bit for. Um, but it's not like your personal valet that can just, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And you can just ride around. So it's, it's difficult. Um, you know, I've, I've heard families having, you know, grandparents and 
cousins and aunts and everybody else maybe pitching in, but, um, you can't always do that. And sometimes, you know, they have lives themselves and they have jobs and it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. So as much as I wanted her to be in the choir, cause I would love to have her get that, you know, practice singing with her friends and that type of stuff. It just wasn't in the cards. So we had to nix that. Although she is going to be on, I guess the yearbook team and yearbook team, yearbook committee or whatever. So they're going to be involved in that taking pictures, which is kind of right up her alley. Luckily that doesn't involve me having to do that after school or picking her up or whatever. So that's actually during a classroom environment. Um, so that part's nice. Um, so Sophia, so, so Sophia, Sophia, um, <laughs> I cracked myself up. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we mess with her, her name all the time. Um, I called him up and calling her Sofrita. Um, I'm not sure where that came from. I'm pretty sure I was cooking and came up with that term for her. Um, so yeah, she's, she's wanted to do choir practice. Um, I think we, we talked about that. Um, there's been lots of things that she's, she's been working on. Um, Conan on the the other hand has been doing really well in Taekwondo, but he's not anywhere close to being a black belt or anything along those lines, but he has been taking drum lessons. So, um, whenever I was at the, uh, the music shop where, the yeah, saxophone was, I'd saw, um, a gong, small one. And so I bought it and I thought, you know, Hey, this is a great opportunity for, you know, to buy something like this. And Conan can have this whenever he gets drum kit and whatnot. And about that time I saw, uh, an ad on one of the windows was talking about drum lessons. And so this gentleman named Vinny who works with special needs kids and does therapy and also just general drum lessons. Um, I talked to him, I got some lessons and said, so I think we're on lesson four when we bought him an electric drum kit. And so he's been working on it. Um, it's been fun for everybody in the family, not just him, but me, I've had fun. And, you know, I, with two hands, I can do amazing things. If I want to throw a foot into the mix at the same time, um, I break, I don't really <laughs> That doesn't work so well for me. Um, the whole thing about patting your head and rubbing your belly and stomping your feet. Um, not the same thing. I'm going to call that myth busted. Um, that is not a good indicator of <laughs> whether or not you're a drummer or not. Um, but anyway, we've had some some fun little sessions where you know I've been playing guitar. They've been playing on drums and um, it's been cool. And even my buddy Luke has been over and, you know, we've just kind of rocked out and, um, it's, it's been fun. So the idea of music being therapy and just good for the soul is, yeah, that is not a myth. That is 100% USDA prime good advice for you. Um, but, um, I, I'm interested, I'm interested to see what else Conan is going to get into, um, you know, I'm sure that at some point I'll have stickers in the back of my truck with, you know, their name and a football number or something like that. Um, you know, he's, he's big time into running, which I think is probably one of the more relevant activities out there. Um, <laughs> running is a really great survival skill. Um, football, maybe not so much, but, um, I'm not opposed to it. Um, I liked football when I was a kid with just the, 
ho-hum redneck high school that I went to uh, just didn't quite have that kind of um, program set up. Um, I'm not really going to talk bad about my school, but not too many good things were going on there. Um, so, you know, take that with whatever grain of salt that you'd have. And yeah, that was during my time there, you know, things change, but, um, anyway, uh, <laughs> I just want my kids to take some knowledge, take some experience, um, let these things carry them forward into life. Um, you know, in a positive way, you know, learn something from it, have a skill that comes out of it. Um, and one of the things that uh, I'll give you some, some homework, um, because I'm not your father. Um, but in the spirit of giving good advice, um, I'm going to recommend a book by a person I know, um, cause that's how you give plugs on podcast. <laughs> it's called the walk on method. It's, uh, by a man named Jim Roddy. Um, Jim is a great guy. Uh, the walk on method, um, and I'm going to butcher and condense this down into a 30 second clip of, of an overall, what this book is about, but, um, it's stories and experiences of people who didn't give up that refused to surrender because they really were passionate and believed in, into something. So the walk on method coming from the story of a, of a man named Jim, <laughs> who was so passionate about the basketball team, loved it so much. He refused to say no. Um, they would kick him out and he would keep coming back. And he wanted to be on the team so badly. They put him on the team. He actually got to play. Um, it changed his life. Um, and it's something that other people in the world have done the exact same thing that they buck the odds. They refuse to, to, to give in and, they wanted it so bad that they got it. So <laughs> it, it's a great piece of advice. Um, and I'm sorry, Jim, if, if you were listening to this and feel like I've butchered it, but uh, don't take my advice specifically on what exactly that book is about. I'm not giving you the cliff notes version of it. Um, what I am advising you to do is pick up a copy of that book and read it. It's a great read. Um, I think for anybody who needs fatherly, fatherly advice, and I think that that is true no matter what age you are, um, this book will, will, will do really well for you. I, I, I truly believe that as a child or kid or young adult, having those stories, those experiences, albeit vicariously, um, in the back of your mind can help you achieve what you want to achieve. And I am not a self-help guru. Um, I'm really kind of more relating my experiences in the hope that, you know, you will learn something from it and it will mean something to you. And I think in a lot of ways, some of the intent of this book is that very way, you know, take what you need from this book, but succeed, <laughs> survive, do it. Um, so yeah, Pick up that book. It's called The Walk-On Method by Jim Roddy. You can pick it up on Amazon today in hard copy or Kindle format. Um, really, really great read. Highly recommend it. Um, and with that, I'm going to end this. Um, <laughs> I guess it's a little bit early. Maybe, maybe not. Kind of kind of lost track of time. Um, our next episode, I will have the kids on board. Kind of let them take over the show and 
give them um, some questions and they'll give some answers and insight. And we'll see how uh, fatherly advice is working on and some of uh, their advice on maybe um, what, what is best in life and how to achieve it. Because if there's one thing I've learned that everybody's opinion, everybody's perspective is important and continuously listening to different perspectives and different viewpoints and even taking yourself to those viewpoints enriches the soul. It enriches your knowledge. Um, you know, I like to think of myself as somebody who's always willing to change. I may not change, but I'm always willing to listen to it and hear, um, you know, for nothing more than the fact that, you know, somebody else is passionate about it. And, and I like to, I like to understand other people. Um, other people are interesting to me. Um, the new, the different, um, <laughs> it may not be the case with all popular music, but anyway, that's the end for me. Y'all have a great one. Enjoy. Be safe. <laughs>